What's up, everyone? How you doing? Welcome to Generation Iron Podcast. Your host, me, Victor Martinez, here with Edwin Mejia and Vlad Yudin. No, no, Esan, we miss him, but you know what? He is here with us, and he'll be laughing as well. We're in the office. We're in the whole base for uh, Generation Iron. We are <laughs> in the GI HQ here in New York today, and... Um, we're excited because we're giving away another case of Muscle Meds Carnivore RTD. Big shout out to Muscle Meds Carnivore RTD, the best beef isolate protein in the market, and they have the RTD version. And today we have a question. Hold on, that hold on. that's all they get though. I see you have the aroma test here. Yeah, the, this they is could good choose. for a lot of guys out there. Remember, if you're whether you're natural or juicing, great product. We just covered aroma tests. Um, it's a, it's a it's a it's an inhibitor, right? Yes. So a lot of people don't realize that there's a problem with testosterone with today's youth. Yep. So there's a huge decline in testosterone, natural testosterone in today's youth, which is being converted to estrogen a lot of it. And I think this particular product we started covering on Generation Nine with our writers and our experts, and you know it's a highly recommended product that you might know a little bit more about. Yes, right? of course. And again, a lot of guys think if you on steroids you get gyno, but that's not always the case. So this is actually works good for both natural and guys that juice up. Great product. Again, you're only going to get better. Better muscle quality, and again, uh, less estrogen. So, shout out to Muscle Meds. You guys get a chance to win either aroma test or a case of Muscle Meds RTD Carnival Beef Protein. So today, Vic, I believe you selected um, this particular question for Mr. Ronald Baez. Shout out to, to Mr. Ronald Baez. Uh, lucky winner today. So, Ronald. And his question for Vic was how much... Of a difference did you notice from farm-grade GH or lab GH like the Chinese kind? Do you think the serostim is that much better of a competitive 34-year-old male? Thanks for the love on the podcast. All right. This is an open question because you have to remember you brought up the Chinese-grade GH. <laughs> it was one point when they first, first came out. I will have to say the first three years, they were good. I will have to say they were good. Were. What happens, just like anything else, they make good sales. They're making good quality products. The profit margin is small. So what do they do? They lower the quality, bring up the profits, show for the products. It's no longer good. If you are buying it, unless you're in China, working with someone in the government, in the pharmaceutical grade, then maybe. But as of right now, getting here to the U.S., I will have to say, no way, Jose, or in this case, what's his name? Ronald Baez. Mr. Ronald Baez. <laughs> Ronald. So, uh, Ronald, um, and listen, you just brought up Saristan. You just brought up some name brands from the U.S. You can't beat those. You can't beat those. You have the Gentech. You have the, the Serrano, the Seristan, you have uh, your Humotropes, all of those. Mind you, they do make fakes. They do rebottle after they use them. They do rebottle them. They're bootleggers everywhere, man, you know? They're bootleggers everywhere. So I suggest you buy it from somebody who either has the prescription. And mind you, anybody who always says they have 10, 20, 30, or 40, it's a lie. It's a lie because they restrict it more than ever. It first started being given to a lot of AIDS patients. AIDS patients use 
whatever amount they wanted to use. That's why they were looking in such great shape at one point um, for muscle wasting. But um, it's uh, derived from, I think, cadaver, and I think it's, it's rats or something. Wow. You know? Yeah, but a lot of them now are, uh, you know, they're synthetically made. Gentech was definitely one of the one of the good ones. Harder to get. They give it to a lot of kids who have the uh, growth problems. Yep. You know, stunted growth. The stunted growth. Yeah, yeah. I've heard you know, about that. I visited too. one of my friend's uh, kids that had this, and uh, you know, how dare they question me why there's there one vial missing while I was there. <laughs> but. Uh, Yes, there's a lot of great products. I would have to say uh, th there are some good places that still take pride into their products. Um, Mexico, again, they play with it too much. If it's not a name brand, if it's not a, um, I would say Eli Lilly, Humatrope, in the box, sealed, official, I would only recommend buying those. They have some in Colombia. Um, they come in the pen. It's hard because they come mixed. I think those are, uh, 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 I, don't mind me on those, uh, if they're pens, I forgot, yeah. it's been a while, but uh, those come already pre-mixed, and the thing is, when they're pre-mixed, they have to usually be refrigerated. Now, how do you know the person that gave it to you transported it from one point to the other, refrigerated, and therefore doesn't become stable anymore. So now you're getting stuff that's uh, not nice. good. Yeah, that's so good. That, that's the golden grail of Seriston. You could transport at room temperature. Once you mix it, it must be refrigerated. So uh, that's the better quality one. I would suggest for you, you said you were 34? He was, let me see, Mr. Ronald Baez is 34-year-old male. 34 that 34 don't go crazy use enough and that being said that you don't have any cancer in your family you know there's uh saying that the uh anyone who has cancer will uh you know kind of ignite it or the sorts i don't know um i think dennis newman was the only one i think i heard of this case and uh was it proven that it was that i don't know can't say so but i still remember that kind of story floating right. around um, use about two IUs and one IU is what women use. I think Madonna uses about two. It's not allegedly. She speaks about it. Yeah, 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 very yeah. open about I it. I heard about that too, yeah. Madonna's HGH, you know, I mean, she, you know, I mean, she's a big believer. She takes a B12 and I think there was one story that one time she had told uh, Justin Timberlake, turn around and give him a shot of B12. <laughs> you know, it's like you look malnourished, you look mad pale. <laughs> but uh, Vic would know because Vic just hangs out. Hangs no, out no. Any any time I hear about you know um at um you know celebrities working out, training, I know they're doing the right thing to take care of themselves. And right. in reality, if you're rich and you are taking care of yourself, this is how you do longevity. It's not just Botox. That's just the surface. You have, have advised any uh, any other celebrity? I mean, I'm sure you have uh, behind the there scenes. There is. I do know them. I will not mention their names because, again, Madonna spoke about it openly. I'll mention that if she wouldn't have. And I heard it just in the same room where I probably would have never mentioned it. But uh, Well, I'm sure, guys, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there that come to you, Vic, for Yeah, advice, yeah. So. But definitely, uh, it, um, I would say... Switch up the GA sometimes and don't go year round. I, I think people also think uh, going year round with this is uh, is crazy. But uh, take a break, you know. Check your GH levels. 
um, switch every once in a while um, from one GH to another. And uh, I don't know what else to say about GH. I think I said a lot. I think we answered Ronald's question. Right? And the Ronald. price usually is about average, good price, $5 per IU is common. So, Mr. Ronald Baez, you are this week's winner, my friend. You will get a case of Carnivore RTD or Romatest. We will be reaching out to you. And thank you, guys. Please continue to submit your questions below the comment section. And Vic will make sure he picks one. And bring answers. him in. Bring him in. Yeah. All so right. this- Choose wisely, all right? Choose wisely. <laughs> So this week, I know, we, you know, one of the bigger questions as well that we've been getting and obviously has been trending in the news is, you know, how long should people be fasting for in bodybuilding? And there are a lot of different answers to that from different coaches, different bodybuilders, pros, trainers, you, you mentioned, and influencers, right? And this past week, we saw that the influencer Alex Eubank was recently hospitalized because I think he was hospitalized for 48 hours. We covered that on Generation Iron, but... A part of that was due to excessive fasting. Um, so I guess a big question that we get, Vic, as well, is that how many... So, so what, what is the influence? I mean, the, <laughs> that's get a good yourself, question. Get yourself freaking sick and go to a hospital? Like, what are you... Inf- <laughs> like, what is, what's his main So he, he's in... They're saying he's in for a lot of PDs and all this other stuff. But, of course, he's saying that it is due to, I believe, was... Excessive fasting. How long did he fast for? 48 hours, according, to, Is he in according to the news. Yeah. Maybe he wanted to connect to God or something. I don't know. So the question is, I mean, does it get too dangerous? When does it get too dangerous, Vic, to, to fast? Or, how, you know, what kind of fasting gets too dangerous? Obviously for him, 48 hours. <laughs> you know? we, we've met some guys that actually fast for 24 hours. I mean, it's pretty impressive. I, I actually done pretty long, not by choice, but because I just felt like doing it. I did, I did about, oh yeah, two oh, days. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was long, but it, I wasn't, of course, working out. All right, yeah, man. Pretty boy, man, I gotta say so. Definitely, man. Get locked up, I'll bang you out. But, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, Don't get locked up. <laughs> but uh, you are in shape, you're in good shape, actually. I will have to say so. Um, I don't think you really, needed to go that far but i think you did it for the gram to kind of right the question vic have you begged out guys in the you know no man it's not one of those things when you say it out loud you most likely are not and uh so what what happened to him so 40 hours he didn't eat and then then he landed in the hospital yeah yeah yeah. he was just trying i think he did it for the gram it's one of those things where you do enough kind of like the guy who ties up the uh, bench and starts doing you know chin-ups no no he does a lot of crazy shit until, until he gets hurt, which I don't want him to, but uh, you know, don't. But it's yeah, it's, we featured he, him a couple times in Generation. Yeah, <laughs> with the ba- benches and the and the seats and all that stuff on his back. Dude, man, no, I like to see him do that with ladies attached to him better. You right, know? right. Well, let, let, you know, Bradley Martin does that all the time. There you go, man. Keep that coming. You know, a bench. What is that, man? But uh. So, yeah. yeah, what do you think about, I mean, fasting? I mean, look, I mean, obviously people do it for bacteria, you know, to eliminate bacteria and all this other stuff. I mean, Vic, I mean, if you were to recommend a pro or let's say an amateur, what would you recommend to a normal person as well? So there's three different types of levels. Again, right? based on his body type, is he an ectomorph, mesomorph, you know, uh, is, is he fat? Is he slim? He looks to me you like know? an ectomorph to be. Yeah, yeah. I, they don't need it unless now he has stomach issues. You know, you have stomach issues, right, right. a lot of bloat, a lot of things going on. You try yeah, dieting, sense. you try training. You know what? Let's hit the source of your problems. Let's hit the gut. 
Right. Because the gut health is very important health, as we discussed before. Well, yeah, I mean, speaking oh, no, of gut we'll health, get there. I mean, yeah, that... we'll get there. But uh, but this guy, again, I know he, he did it for the gram. I mean, he can try to prove me wrong, but I will have to say there's no good goddamn reason why you want to starve yourself for 48 hours unless you were going to, you know, do a hot dog eating contest or something. You know, but do you, uh, have you ever fasted for a competition? Meaning, like, let's say you know you were overweight by a certain amount of pounds and you had to come down. I mean, obviously, in addition to any type of calorie deficit or you know, dieting, did you have to actually fast? I, I was, uh, I think I was about 290, and uh, I would just eat and I would just swell, eat and swell. And this was uh, in 2005. So, best thing I can do is I, I did not want to fast because. Uh, I'm a fat boy. I wanted to eat, you know. So what I did was I ate only two meals a day. I see. Moderate meals. Not. I don't like really stuffing myself beyond that time. I mean, I guess for most people, they are big meals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for most people, they are. But uh, I started just eating two meals a day, trained. Um, I know it wasn't enough protein, I know, but I wanted to bring down the water and bring down the fat. And it actually worked because that year I got fifth in the, uh, in the Olympia. Wow. So, so it worked out. Yeah, yeah. So it does help. Um, there's other methods. I know people who do uh, micro dosing with shrooms so they could not eat that much. Yeah. Um, the ideal fasting for me, as I got older, I found out... Um, it's it's uh i would believe 12 maximum maximum 16 hours is like borderline i could push 14 but 12 is good enough for me i feel good not that bad but again we go to gut health you're having gut issues your extended belly and all that you know what extend it a little bit longer and uh the problem is too with fasting people just go berserk yeah they fast and they start eating crap so that brings us to a next topic, obviously, which is gut health. And obviously for us, we get a lot of questions on bubble guts and bubble also guts. palumboism, which is termed after. Yep. It happened to me once, actually. So let me ask you a question. <laughs> is, is, it, is, is, is bubble gut just related to GH, bub, GH or it's, it's PEDs? It's not just GH. Can you get bubble gut and not be on PEDs? No, no it's not just GH because I can name tons of bodybuilders who used and abused a lot of GH, they did not get it. Um, Again, based on genetics, so, but the bubble gut happens because you are trying to get bigger. Right. You are juicing, you are taking GH, but now you're trying to put this amount of food in your stomach. Right. And your stomach only holds so much. So you start force feeding and force feeding. What does that happen? It makes your stomach grow. Yeah. Just like anything else. Why is it called Palumbo? Oh, man. Vic could answer that question. <laughs> Listen, hey, Palumbo, man. You're my boy, man. You help me come in right, bro, for my show. Yeah, it's so called after a specific person. If, if I'm correct from, I think it was from, and we're going back to uh, getbig.com, you know, and, and uh, that's when it first started coming out because Palumbo at that time came back. And he was shot. And yeah, yeah, we yeah, covered it back. in the past on Generation Nine. Yes. He comes out with he a huge came belly. back, <laughs> you know, to attain his, his pro card. This is, uh, I think, he just started Species, and he, you know, he, he wanted to get back. But Palumbo is, is great; he knows his stuff. I mean, I, I'll use him 
any time for uh, his knowledge. But uh, he came back, and it was one of those things that he could not control his stomach. But Palumbo ate so much food. I remember him eating all the time. Like most people had cigarettes and a, and a gum in their mouth. He had food, but his biggest meal was always uh, McDonald's. He ate a lot of McDonald's. So quick question, Rick. What, was, what would you say was the worst case of Palumboism you've seen in your oh, career? Oh, man. There's some, there's some, man, that I've seen guys on the stage. Uh, man, uh Oh, hold on, hold on. They, they, a couple of them passed away. I, I will not throw them. Well, under Phil, the rest Phil, of you've got a lot of flack for that. It, it did happen, but remember, he had the, the hernia. He had the hernia. The yeah. hernia will extend your stomach slightly, and it's hard to control now because right. you have that tissue in there, and it uh, happens. But, yes, I've seen guys standing on stage once, and I, I had turned around, and, and I just, I felt bad, you know. It wasn't one of these things where I said, oh, I'm going to crush you. Oh, you look like crap. I felt like, damn, man. Like, but in Phil's case, for example, it only was showing when, like, let's say when he was hitting the pose, then it was fine. But it's when he was turning and breathing or taking a break. Yeah, and yeah. And they taking pictures from yes. the side of the stage. And that was like a big debate. No, no. They caught me when you hit the back double bicep, you know. When it comes out. It, it, it comes out. It, it, it just... I mean, some guys. Do you uh, be judged for that? Like, if you're on stage, for example, right, and well, they get a shot on you from the side, and you're just breathing. No, it's true. I mean, should you be judged? Everybody, yes, but some judges are selective, and they they judge it on the one that they don't want to place right. high, and they make that a point. Like we saw your gut. But uh, what do you mean you saw my gut? I mean, there's a few guys that won Olympias that had huge guts. <laughs> you know, so it's it's pick and choose. You know, it, it's. It's uh, selective. It's, uh, you know, one of those. Without discrimination. Yeah, I mean, but uh, it, it has happened. They made a more of a big emphasis now. They don't like it at all. So now when I show guys how to pose and everything, I always tell them, just watch your call to turn. Just breathe on the diaphragm. Turn around, you know. And that's why uh, I, I think classic physique has been a hit because I don't think any classic physique, even though I think I've seen one. It wasn't going to vacuum out of that thing, man. You know, <laughs> there was, there was, he, he's not going to suck. He was definitely blown. You know what's interesting? I remember doing an interview with Phil. He lost the title to Sean Roden. And in an interview, he was like, I beat him at every single post. We only took points away for, for the stomach issue, right? Then I interviewed Steve Weinberger like a week later. No, Steve hates that. And, he, and he, Steve was like, no, the thing is like even, the, it still ties into your overall physique. So he was explaining what, yeah. the, what the judging was. Yeah, yeah, but you got to remember, you know, I mean, some great Olympians have won and they were up there with, with big guts at the time. So, But at that time, it was kind of like, let's let it slide. Right. Well, I mean, that's interesting. There's a lot of bubble gum. A lot of prevention is... Not eating McDonald's? Uh, well, the McDonald's, <laughs> the like, come start. on, what do you want to hate McDonald's? <laughs> you know, like, consider like emergency food, man. You're somewhere stuck. You have no choice. You need calories. You haven't eaten a meal. McDonald's comes into play, but if you have good choices, like, dude, I mean, unless you're broke or unless you have a McDonald's fetish, of course, a lot of people do. But uh, I would have to say, don't overeat and don't stuff yourself trying to make weight. A lot of these young guys, I always see them like, man, I want to get bigger. I'm going to eat, you know, six meals. I'm like, it just doesn't work that way, you know. You're eating all this food, you're not digesting right, you're adding more food to it, so you're creating backup traffic uh, without the, uh, you know, digestion. You know, if you don't 
digest well or with somebody less genetically gifted that digests pretty good, keeps a flat stomach, um, don't overeat, don't force feed um, breads, cheese and all that. Again, this is certain particular individuals will happen. Some people can eat all of that and they'll be fine. But uh, there's a way to avoid it and just, uh, you know, don't eat them up yum yum, all right? So in that case, I mean, um, the next thing which we wanted to chat with you on is people asking what supplements they should stay away from. Is there anything that you typically stay away from, Vic? Over, over, over the kind of supplements, uh, FDA-approved supplements, or even energy drinks, too. Anything that you don't take that you necessarily stay away from for the most uh, part? I mean, energy drinks, I'm an espresso guy, so I don't really... Not much of a go-to energy drink guy. There you go. That's one. So pre-workouts. You don't take pre-workouts. Yeah, it's just... RTDs uh, or anything like that. Or energy RTDs. Yeah, I mean, again, if, if I'm in a situation where I'm extremely tired, I have to go do something. It's like, listen, let's do it. Because you don't want to look all freaking... Tired or anything. Yeah, exhausted. beaten up. So, uh, but the thing is, most people cannot get into the gym without the energy drink. And that's why I tell them. That's why when you miss that day, you don't have the drink. You're always going to have a workout. So say use it when right. you need it. Use it. You had a long day at work, use it. But most of these kids that are using energy drinks are home all day anyways, doing a whole lot of nothing. And uh, they just like the feeling of it. It's funny to see all these companies now like going at each other. Like, you know, like, you know, you have Prime, Logan Paul, you have... I Prime, think more, when I they think, uh, sang, something happened with Prime, right? No, they're, they're claiming they have too much caffeine in their drinks, and underage kids are like consuming them, and it's dangerous. But that's not only them. I mean, you have guys like more plates, more dates with their own energy drinks now. So it's like there's these issues about how much caffeine is good enough for kids, right? So, well, the FDA's it's FDA approved, and should the FDA step in and make it right? Uh, kind of like alcohol, where you have to show proof of ID at retail, so they're kind of claiming maybe that should do the same thing for energy drinks, and, and, and perhaps there's a case for that because there are kids that are underage taking these energy drinks that have a lot of issues with aspartame and all these other horrible ingredients. So people need to look at the ingredients, and I think I'm with Vic on that. You know, people should be careful with what they take as a pre-workout, but also coffee, if you like caffeine, Coffee, espresso is a good alternative. You know, the energy drink advocates are going to say, well, it doesn't give you the same power and potency that an energy drink does. But, you know, there's a lot of pros and cons to taking energy drinks, too. Yeah, everybody's different. I mean, I like my uh, espresso. I mean, what's the other thing I, I like, actually? Uh, ephedra. Real ephedra. Real ephedra. Um, every time I go out of the country, I always come back with my own private stash. You know, like to use it. Government, you know, regulated it here for whatever reason, because Pfizer didn't own it, I guess. But uh, it's regulated, but again, pace yourself, um, use it when you need it, leg workout, back. I don't know, just uh, slow down the energy drinks. And I know you're not gonna listen, I'm just saying it though. <laughs> and then um, the other thing we wanted to talk about, Mike Mentz, you know, Mike Menser, is he, yeah, Mike he's a Menser, guy yeah. that, um, is getting a lot of, you know, getting a lot of, his, his information is going out a lot. He's, he has these philosophies in bodybuilding that mm -hmm. have really continued to grow and live within the bodybuilding realm. Um, you know, we lived, obviously, with people like, obviously, Vic, you've seen the 70s and the golden era of bodybuilding that's, that inspired you, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he was one of these guys that would hunker down and write um, every story I hear from everybody that knew him. It was always good conversation. 
good person. Uh, he wrote Heavy Duty. Good yeah, book. He, he, he won the IFBB Mr. America uh, as well, but then he competed in 79 and won. Yeah. At, he, the, at the Olympia level, yeah. Yeah, he did Heavy Duty, and I think well, a, a lot of guys were influenced. I, I was influenced by him in the beginning um, because he was training so little, but yet, you know, he got big. He was massive. And I think one of the biggest persons that followed his, uh, one of his techniques and actually worked and made him, you know, Mr. Olympia, what, six times, Dorian Yates? Yeah, Dorian Yates six times. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was, uh, he, he, it does make sense when you read it. Um, most people will see it now and will not make sense at all because everybody believes, no, these are balls to the walls, train every day. And uh, it, it's one of those things that just worked. You know, I apply it. Right now, I'm not training six, seven days a week. I do four. Um, I don't do that many sets, but every once in a while, I do like high volume. I like the feel yeah. of it. You know, some people don't like the feel of high volume, and it does work. Um, so he did create a movement. Not too many people gravitate it, but I know people apply to his methods. You know, the low reps, heavier weights. Well, shout out to Mike Mentor and yeah, RP rest in and, peace, uh, Mike. Yeah. you know. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us in this week's podcast. Please remember to like, follow, and also subscribe. And make sure to download anywhere you follow any podcast, uh, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Until next time.